0: I was the third brother of a fire Doing whatever I had to do to survive I'm not saying what I did was alright Trying to break out of the game. According to 5 Scotland You're listening to Films and Swearing Get your ass in the trunk And listen to episode 193, Jackie Brown life
1: and I was just trying to find You don't know what you do Until you put put under pressure Across 110th Street is a hell of a tester. Across 110th Street. Pimps
0: trying to catch a woman that's weak. Welcome. Yes. <sighs> I'm trying not to sound like white guy trying to be black guy when doing yeah. that introduction. There came off not too bad. I mean,
2: it wasn't what quite like what I had in mind. Like I thought you were going to do something along the lines of his whole spiel when he's Talking to De Niro about the guns.
0: Ah, yeah, oh, Kurt wants to be the killer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, nah. i done three notes for this film, and one of them was just the line, get your ass in the trunk. <sighs> <laughs> and it's the only thing, it's one of these films you just fucking forget about taking notes and just end up watching it.
2: I took my notes after the film. That I probably wouldn't be I sat and watched it today, the and then I just kind of wrote down things I wanted to talk about.
0: Aye. Uh, for the people that are confused at home, I am your host, Stuart Sutherland, and joining me tonight, sitting across the room, Magic Mike Christie. Yep. So, yes. Uh, We are on episode 193. Yeah. The year is 1997. Wait a minute, is it? Is it 1997? (laughs) Well, for this podcast, it is. (sighs) So, yes, this is our our film of choice for 1997, Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. Uh, If you're wondering about us and Quentin Tarantino... I think this is almost.
2: Yeah, well, one one left. Aye, I think uh, we've, we've
0: covered near you enough know, his full catalogue of films. Oh, well, wait a minute, I have other than Death Proof? Yeah. Um, me and Andy done both ah, Kill yeah, Bills back Kill Bells. in the day, and then
2: we pretty much done
0: Tarantino season uh, back in last... September last year. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's episodes one hundred and fifty through to episode 153, and then episode 162 is our take on The Hateful Eight. Yeah,
2: we've done that at,
0: that at the end of the year. Yes, 17th of December that was released. Yeah. So yes, fucking everything. Uh, Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained, Englade's Bastards, Reservoir Dogs, amongst others, have all been covered on the podcast. So yeah. Jackie Brown was one of the last. yeah. And before doing the 90s season, I think our idea was saving it for when eh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was complete and we we're in the run-up to that,
2: yeah. but
0: there's not really much of a run-up when i have got one or two films to watch prior. So next year we get a Death proof. Exactly. Yes. That's it. There's no point discussing his career because we've done yeah. it already. Aye. There We know that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is filming at the moment. Yeah. I know it's... Yeah, we've a
2: few... I'd ever heard that within a few photos or set
0: like photos. Ah, streets being taken back in time. Yeah. Kevin Smith had spoke about on a, one of his podcasts apologising for a delayed start and it was more or less just because fucking Tarantino had shut down like a street in LA and then transformed it back to it the 60s? or yeah, 60s actually, going no. into the 70s. Yeah. And so he's saying I think what yous are all here in a nightclub looking at me go outside fucking Tarantino's shooting a movie yeah like, how often do you get to see that yeah so and that'll be about summer next year aye aye even, even though I know very little about it I'm just keen to see more yeah Tarantino's work
2: maybe I mean, when, you, when you look at like, the ensemble cast as well uh, oh exactly it's huge fucking should've, huge you've got, um, got Al Pacino in there I'm sure you do
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Leonardo
2: yeah you've got Leo Brad, Brad Pitt uh, Margot Robbie
0: let's see I'm gonna peel up the cast uh, Timothy Olyphant. alright he's in there now I did see an article shared on Facebook where they were looking to hire an actor to play Bruce Lee alright so right enough I guess Hollywood in the 70s you would have had Bruce Lee kicking about in the early seventies. Yeah. So of course, let's see. We've got Dakota Fannings in there. Uh, James Marsden, Burt Reynolds, Luke Perry, Damian Lewis, Kurt Russell. I think that's all. She's
2: so, like Tim Roth, Michael Madsen.
0: Emile Hirsch.
2: I don't know. I
0: like Tim Roth, that's it.
2: So oh, I wonder if he would be like a really trippy English hippie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I uh, mean, like like Oswald Mowbray, like yes. so mellowed out. Fucking a descendant from that family tree. <sighs> they have they have cast an actor as Bruce Lee. Oh, have they? Yeah, I don't know they did, but they have cast a Bruce Lee in the film. All right. And all these like credits—it's all just like extras new, It's like actors, uh, hippie girl, fucking upscale starlet, so. Man, I'm excited
2: to see this film. Ah, uh, be interesting because nice. obviously, like, like we've not really got like the full, just of the story, but we know that it's the story like intertwines with the whole like Charles Manson, like exactly. one and the ah, days yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, I'm sure I read that they didn't actually, like, film any scenes today with the Manson family. I think it's just, mm-hmm. like, stuff that probably takes place like at the end of the film. like probably like a. A wee bit of black screen, a bit of writing on the end of it. Aye. But it'll be interesting anyway.
0: Yeah. Obviously, our director today, Quentin Tarantino. The cast of Jackie Brown includes Pam Greer as Jackie Brown, Samuel Jackson as Ordell Robbie, Robert Forster as Max Cherry, Bridget Fonda as Melanie, Michael Keaton as Ray Nicolette, Robert De Niro. Is Lewis Garva? Wait.
2: Yeah, Lewis Garva. Aye,
0: Lewis Garra. Uh, Michael Bowen is Mark. Um, Dar- Mark Dargus. Dargus, uh, aye. Yeah. Chris Tucker is Beaumont Livingston. Uh, Lisa Gay Hamilton is Sharonda. Tommy Tiny Lister is yeah. Winston. And uh, Hattie Wilson is Simone. I think that's all of fucking Ordell's girls. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Mike, what is the plot to
2: Jackie Brown? See now, I was hoping you were going to do this part because, like, I read the, the plot on IMDb, and it just it it's a very it's, loose. Yeah, it doesn't
0: even tell you a lot.
2: Yeah, so it's basically a a, a flight attendant basically becomes like rail, right, like entangled in like like money laundering and. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, I'm assuming
0: he's, like, an arms dealer. Ah, he's, like, a low-level arms dealer. Yeah. And gets caught out by the police. And then she is in a tight spot on help the police, help, like, stick with the gun dealer. And she just comes up with this fucking magnificent plan. Yeah. Where she comes out on top. Mm. But, aye, IMDB described it as a middle-aged woman finds herself in the middle of a huge conflict that will either make her a profit or cost her her life. mm so uh, Mike was this your first time watching Jackie Brown no probably my
2: first it's probably my first time in over a decade I, would, I can easily say it's been over a decade since I've last seen the film
0: aye yeah I'm in a similar situation it probably has to happened in within the last 10 years but it's not a film I visit often yeah I think my first time watching it to be honest I think I've maybe seen this two or three times
2: yeah, I think I've maybe seen it, maybe, yeah, maybe around that, maybe one or two, maybe. maybe I'm sure, be- I think the first time I think I have caught it was maybe on Channel 4, Okay. when I was probably about maybe 15, mm-hmm. and I mean, like, the film's a long film, so with yeah. Channel 4, you're talking like four and a half, five hours. Oh, aye, those adverts. fucking
0: adverts, exactly. Now, I-, I think I must have rented it, like, uh, like off a of Love Film or something. Yeah. Or- just kind of filling in the blanks with people's like filmographies, like Tarantino, and catch up because I think I just remember watching it on my PC. Mm. I just mind being back at mum and dad's house with the big telly watching it on there and being really impressed with, with like how the fucking story plays out. Yeah. Uh, Mike, thoughts in a nutshell. Um, yeah, I'm.
2: quite like. I, I I wouldn't say it's on my my like my top tiered like level like, like ranking for my Tarantino films mm-hmm. I think it falls just
0: below like the halfway. okay aye I quite enjoy the film it's one of these things where each time I watch it I think I get a little bit more impressed with it mm. like just the whole directing style and the execution and like the third act yeah. really always fucking impresses ah, me it's and the
2: third act that kind of like makes the film like a watchable I aye
0: and with the fucking cast you forget like I forgot Michael Keaton was in this. Aye. So when he fucking shows up at the start, I was like, holy shit, that's... Yeah, see, that's what him... Um- it's Jack Frost. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but like, that's, what, like, that's what Tarantino kind of does. Like, ah. he done it with Travolta mm-hmm. for uh, Pop Fiction. he um, He done it with Jennifer Jason Leigh with Hateful Late when he brought her out as Daisy Domingue. Aye, and, that's it. Like, folk,
0: that- but, like, you kind of just forget about... Or oh, yeah, that Hollywood and, forgets And, it,
2: like, then. I'm kind of, like, when you were listing off the cast, eh, once upon a time in, like, Hollywood, and, you know, like, like, Luke Perry, you know, it's, like, exactly. player... as well like, one of the... Like, well, also once I get to the interesting in tribunals, but you've done the same with Robert Foster for this film as well. Exactly.
0: Robert Foster's a dude I've never fucking heard of before. Yeah. Jackie Brown's it. I've not looked at his IMDb to yeah. see what else he's been in, but, fuck, the people in this film... Honestly, Niddy Skips a Beat, everyone plays a role as fucking perfect in this film. Yeah. So, who, do you, who would you like to start off with?
2: I mean, might as well just talk about fucking Ordell first, though, because he has nah. like the heavy hitter, right?
0: Oh, definitely. When it comes to Sam Jackson in Tarantino films, he's never always like the main player. Yeah. Uh, prior to Hateful Eight, this is probably his biggest role, other, like, other than ah. Jules and Verne. Like where he's sharing that time with this this one, Jackie Brown. I feel like he's got more yeah. of a leading part to right. it. But he doesn't have like. I love how they always give him like a real. He's a very stylish cat.
2: Yeah, I right. was like, Kangol fucking caps in his and his shades and his like That really wee fucking weird, goatee, like braided like goatee, and all exactly
0: that. and his long fucking ponytail.
2: Yeah,
0: I was actually waiting to see a shot with him without a hat on just to see if he did have a like a long head and I mean,
2: Like the character to play as well was probably at some point in the film of fucking Bridget Fonda.
0: Aye, exactly. You no, know? and I think <coughs> it was roles like these, he must fucking love playing. Yeah. Like where he gets to sit down on a couch with Robert De Niro and dispute big fucking paragraphs of dialogue. Yeah. Just talking shit about guns and this and that and the next thing. And I love that shot of them sitting on the couch talking and it's got like this highlight reel of uh, what's it? Girls, girls who love guns. Yeah, and it just looks like the fucking highlight reel that Serge had in Beverly Hills called Three. That's <laughs> well Just big titty girls in American flag bikinis, firing off fucking <laughs> big heavy duty guns. Yeah, and he fucking loves it. He's like talking about market value of this, market value of that. O'Connor wants this one, but they want two pistols because they all want to be the fucking killer.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, I like that with your reference.
0: Aye, and that's always like those things that fucking film buffs really appreciate Tarantino films is the amount of fucking references that slipped in there like all this fucking John Woo stuff just quietly just yeah. tucked in there because he mentions it a few times that like everyone wants to be the killer all they think is a John Woo flick and it is it's always nice to hear like just fucking little pop culture references yeah. that isn't hitting you over the head but I mean what's you want, you want to tell me one, some of your favourite scenes with, with Ordeal um, I mean i uh,
2: I like, I think I personally would have liked a leave it more like a interaction between him and Beaumont, I think. Yeah. Like I think if that'd be a bit more drawn out mm-hmm. instead of just being like a quick like two or three minute scene. I mean obviously after that scene that kinda of gives you the like the, the overall just like what kind of character Rodell is. Aye. I think it's the bail He's bombed. obviously like like protecting himself. Exactly. And, and he, he obviously kinda doesn't want to get fucked up he garn because he you can tell that, um, let's say, Bowman. will probably gear him up.
0: Exactly, and well, that's how he has that conversation with with Robert De Niro's character when they've got <laughs> Bowman in the trunk. Yeah. And he says, "Well, if he goes to prison, he's got to fucking sell out every can." Yeah. So that's that problem taken care of, and I, I didn't think I, I took that aboard. Took that on board when I watched it the first time. Yeah. Like, when you see him to go collect a fucking bail bond for Jackie Brown next, it's like, fuck, he's repeating the process. Aye.
2: Especially when he, um, because he's sitting at the back of the courtroom. Exactly. And it it happens to be a 10,000 bond. Exactly. It's like, exactly what to do. And he can, like, it's the same process, like, he has to put a grand up front Mm
0: -hmm. to keep fucking Max (coughs) Jerry happy. But obviously, obviously,
2: when, like, you always find it, like, 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 that they're all related like they're all in a twin wheelchair like, yeah. like Jackie fucking Beaumont exactly. or Adele, everybody they're all like chained together in some way or another
0: aye they're all he's more or less sort of like the mob boss to them like yeah. he's I guess at top of the food chain
1: yeah
0: in this thing and then but well, if Jackie's got what's the way to say it uh, if it looks like she's going to go to prison he's going to have to just do the same thing that he did to Beaumont yeah but Seeing him put on the fucking gloves in the car, you just knew it's sort of like. Aye. and like, I mean, like as well, really like that was a a nice like tracking shot.
2: There it was like it wasn't just like a cut to him driving around. It was the camera was like lifting up and sure I was really showing sure. him driving into the wee. Is it like a wee field or something? Aye, it just part. like
0: it just went behind the fences. Just <laughs> yeah, aye, it just went more or less just yeah. went out of
2: the public eye. Yeah, and I mean, who doesn't like a Chris Tucker outburst? Like uh, like obviously oh, we grew up with Chris Tucker with like Rush Hour exactly and, like Fifth Element and stuff like that <laughs> so I mean
0: and that was a nice thing to see like Chris Tucker pop up in this film because I think I I kind of watched his career backwards it was always Rush Hour was first maybe between Rush Hour and Fifth Element I might have seen Fifth Element first and then back to the him showing up in this and I'd never seen Friday till like years after seeing things like Jackie yeah. Brown and that. But he always knew that's where he started but he's got like he's always like this great fucking rapid fire motor mouth I mean, so you fast talking and then when he says get in the trunk, I'm not getting the trunk. Yeah. Like get your ass in the trunk. And if I can, <laughs> so when he puts on then he hits some of the lids it's like <laughs> like, You motherfucker, you hit me on the head You bit and you're just driving away. And I love like as you said, that great tracking shot track where it just shows you all happening. Where the camera just pulls back, so just watch the car take the turn, and it pulls it around the corner, and it stops. And just when it, you, and you've got the music playing, yeah. and the music stops just when it turns off, because he always likes to do that thing where it's like it's a soundtrack. It's not like a soundtrack's covering the film, but music playing in the scene is your yeah. soundtrack to the scene. And that was like a big deal when you had um, Reservoir Dogs Aye. and stuck in the middle of you was playing. And they had to walk out and get the petrol for the car. And Aye, the when music watched oh, and you it faded out, and then it it came back, in and we walked back into the warehouse because that's where the radio was. Yeah, like things like that. It's always I, I really appreciate. It. It's always so fucking clever. I think so for the music, the cut because he turned off the car engine it was perfect. Went out, opened the trunk, and there's of course fucking Beaumont was just about the fucking in my mouth full. Then fucking yeah, bang. And then it goes and turns the key on and then the fucking music kicks back in. I do I I appreciate these V things in films.
1: Yeah.
0: Um But I I think for people that haven't seen like work that were watching the film for the first time, when they see fucking Ordell putting on because like, this time it was like brown leather gloves when he's sitting inside Jackie's house and you think, fuck. He's he's gonna do the same again. He's just gonna like lure her out maybe yeah. not shoving the boot of the car but this time it, she catches him out like, it, it's something strange to say where he walks in the house and he just starts turning off all the lights like, no one to make it obvious does they not want anyone to see I, I guess the silhouette of one person strangling another Yeah, but it's just so fucking perfect how she calls his bluff because all the lights go out and you just hear the fucking the gun being clicked Aye. and he's like whoa whoa what the fuck
2: he also thinks she has got, like, the upper hand. Whereas exactly. Jack Jackie's kind of, like, like, one step ahead of him.
0: Aye. And this is, like, a brilliant turn, because he almost just kind of treats us as an equal then. Yeah. Like, she's outfoxed him. And now, okay, let's work together on this. Let's just... And she's fucking, like, smart-ass. Like, she knows she's got this plan sorted where she can fucking play the police, play Ordell, get everything planned out. And... It's, it's like somebody that's been waiting to take an opportunity yeah like because there's was fucking uh, Ray Nicolette like Michael Keaton and his pal said it like you're a fucking middle aged black woman that works for a shitty Mexican airline yeah like where's your prospect like you're not really going anywhere eh? like, yeah but as his pal says like you're not really a trailblazer like just Aye. those fucking petty wee insults just and leading her to like has Aye. this more opportunity so she fucking takes it so it's, it's so great to see how it turns out. Now, talking about fucking Jackie got the gun, let's talk about Max Cherry for a minute.
1: Yeah.
0: As, as I said earlier, fucking Robert Forster really impressed me with this film. Looking back on it, like, being naive and not really remembering the fucking cast, I could have swore it was that Kyle Chandler. Uh,
2: it it kind of looks, like looks like a middle-aged Kyle Chandler. Eh?
0: Exactly. It looks like that's where he's heading. But, this dude's fucking cool as a cucumber, eh? Yeah. Like, not one time does this dude seem stressed about what's going on around him, and obviously, I guess for the type of job he's doing.
2: Yeah.
0: Fucking. Yeah, he's, bail probably bombs. His, he's
2: probably dealt with some like
0: unsavoury cats, eh? Ah, especially you see that scene where he realizes oh, his gun was missing, so he went back to the office to pick up his other gun. Opens the fucking was like a safe and pulls out a fucking big stun gun. Yeah, like that looked like a piece of fucking business. I would like to have seen a shot of him fucking using that on Sunday, <laughs> but that never happens. Having fucking uh, Tony Tiny Lister yeah. as your fucking muscle, well, or as a fucking receptionist. <laughs> I know. Like just, what was his name again? Uh, it was it started with a W. Winston. Winston. I, uh, I was gonna say Wilson, but I feel like that's really it generic. Got, I thought,
2: I thought I was gonna say Wilson as well, but. I liked liked the whole scene where uh, um, when Ordell was sitting with Max Cherry and he clicked the photo of Max with Winston.
0: Aye. And he said, who's that big? Oh, what's the way, Mandingo. Aye. (laughs) Motherfucker. It's like, oh. Like, this film's, if you're kind of talking about each character's storyline, for Max Cherry, this was like a a fucking, uh, like a love story for him. Aye. Like from the the second he picks up Jackie, like the music that plays, that like he's just walking and he, well, he's sitting at the door at the fucking gate yeah. after doing the bail bond, and then just seeing her walk down the path coming out of the prison, like he's fucking smitten. He doesn't show it, but that as well. Saying that he's no shy either because he's driving her home, finds her going out for a drink, uh. <laughs> and. He's, he's like, well, I'll take you here. And she just doesn't want to go anywhere that he suggests. That she's just want to go in a, yeah. a dark bar. Max Cherry was taken by her. And I love how he's kind of just embraces everything that she does. We'll talk about the soundtrack later, but like when she introduces him to like the Delphonics, yeah. cut to the next scene, and, and he's in that the uh, tape shop. Exactly. I'm like, buy a fucking CD. He walks past all the CDs. It's like there is this old school he must prefer a tape and then you've got uh, fucking Jackie Brown loves vinyls yeah. so she doesn't and she said it herself she doesn't listen to anything new because he asks her, like, how, how do you listen to new music like, you don't listen mm-hmm. to new music she also sticks to like this old classic stuff that she likes yeah um, do you have any key uh, Max Cherry scenes?
2: I can probably just say like though, obviously the obviously open conversation there has been like Ordel and I are talking about um, like Winston that, and he's like, uh, he's like oh, that's bunch of new and it's you know? like, it's oh, like, and I suppose you're like the boss of him, and he's like, well, aye. Mm-hmm. and as he, he's angry, it's like he's black, and he's still
0: aye, oh, aye. White, white man's the boss man of him. Exactly, and it is. He does Ordell kind of play like there's there, there's this like they're they're feeling out process, like where he catches uh, the second meeting with Max Cherry. And he's already sitting in the seat and it's when Ordel is coming out of the fucking toilet no. mm. and Max is coming out of the bathroom. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, I didn't hear you wash your hands, Max. And he was just like, oh, hey, you know, the wee verbal jib jab at each other. Bridget Fonda. I mean, she was, I mean, she
2: didn't really have a lot of yeah. time in it. Aye. I did
0: have one note, like, from the very beginning of the film. Was it how lucky Bo was? <laughs> No, I've got, I've got the quote or, as Scottish as you can get. Get your toes
2: off my tumbler, hen. That's what I was just going to say. Was it the whole scene where the pinky toe was
0: on the rim of the tumbler? Aye, he's like, just any head, <laughs> Nope, don't get your foot away from my drink. I, I sure you're a wee surfer girl, but no, no. And I mean, like she kind of comes across as this. Obviously, like you didn't. I think. Her and Ordeal kind of have a thing where. I think each one of them think they're smarter than the other. Yeah. Or just thinks is that this wee stoner surfer girl and when she gets to talk when he's out of the room she yeah. gets to say he's an idiot he's just repeating shit that other people says. Yeah. He, he's only fucking regurgitating shit that other people have yeah.
2: said. It's a bit also, it's like the also that the old one seen and the phone goes Aye. and he's like answer the phone and she's like why are you kidding? this call for you? And she gets up picks up the phone like <laughs> Literally says hello and
0: literally says it's for you. I ah, he puts it, the, the fucking hands it's it right down, thing. like so quick, up ah, hello, for you. Uh, like, you can just tell that, like, just that sort of rapid back and forward nature, it really makes, like, also it's, it's Tarantino's yeah. direction, but it does, it, Ordell thinks of himself clearly above all these all his women. Yeah. Where the, the, he probably just thinks of Mayor's employees. Because that's uh, whenever they needed a girl for the, doing like the, the drops later on in the film, I've got a girl that could do that. Uh. I've got two and you're fine. Don't you worry. But like having her make her drinks and the fucking look he gives her when she doesn't fucking take De Niro's tumbler as well uh. and it's the fucking eyes. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, he's a guest in our home. You fucking pour him a drink too. and. Yeah. But saying that, she's, she's known for two things. <laughs> for, like... Oh, I've got it right here. Melanie loves to fuck slash gets stoned. Yeah. There seems to be her two purposes in this film. And then
2: towards the end she kind of likes to take the piss out of fucking Lewis.
0: Aye. Because that's it. Like,
2: like, she absolutely rails him the wrong way like, and she also the for it.
0: Aye. Aye.
2: But that's it, like Obviously we'll talk about the here in a minute but she just fucking like pushed that I and mean, pushed that like, she with, likes the whole, to push with the Fox whole buttons. third that with the fact that she was like like late and obviously he's getting the heat for Adele and exactly. then he's like fucking he bursts open the door and dude doesn't we, work well under pressure and then when they're in the the clay shop aye and I, he's really agitated by her
0: oh definitely and she is, like she's so much cooler under pressure than he is yeah and but she's a she's a teasing bitch like in the wrong way like she would just sit and poke Mm. fucking sit and poke at the bee's nest and then yeah. of course gets fucking stung so yeah. it was good to see her in this because I'd only seen her in uh, Kiss of the Dragon uh, like when I was God, I got a fucking pirate copy uh, Kiss of the Dragon on tape fucking way back when and I always remembered her in that because she was the lead actress like the I can't even remember she was just a prost- uh, prostitute in that film that Jet Lee tries to save yeah. then seeing her in fucking Jackie Brown Obviously, well, like a good few years younger. Yeah. I think it was like maybe five years
2: between ah, the roles, maybe. four or five, aye.
0: But it was, in, it was good to see, it like, ah, that's her. Because I don't fucking see her in anything nowadays. Yeah. I
2: mean, you always kind knows. of, that's, that's what I was saying about, also like, like what Tarantino does. Like, you forget about actors, and then all of a sudden they're back in a film, and you think, oh, fuck, I forgot about him.
0: Aye. No seen that cunt since Pulp Fiction. Like, <coughs> Jackie Brown. But Robert De Niro. Aye. What? It's good to see Robert De Niro in like a Tarantino film yeah. because, off the top of my head, he isn't in any other, is he? No, it's not. So you want to think like right? Tarantino's worked with sort of like your the big mob movie actors. He's had Harvey Keitel. Yeah. Robert De Niro. He's got Al Pacino in. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, he's no had him in any movies prior, is he? So I mean, like that's like the trifecta that's the three big ones isn't it yeah it's great to like get to see like these actors work together because the fact that they're three giant actors you want them to work with big fucking great directors so like, yeah when you get to see cunts like Kurt Russell get to work with Quentin Tarantino mm. it, it's exciting because you can they work well together the same yeah. way like Brad Pitt Leonardo DiCaprio so to see fucking both of them have the board in one project yeah. it's like Christ it's like a like a dream team pairing like everyone's and then throw Kurt Russell in and but to see Robert De Niro get to be in a fucking Tarantino movie is good
2: yeah and I mean like his character like my note is that in an ideal world alright Lewis is fucking Neil Macaulay for heat because he's been in jail for a bank robbery yeah So yeah. so say Macaulay got caught aye he's now out he's now known as Lewis
0: exactly Aye, a wee bit of witness protection. Yeah. Aye, a, a continuation of the character because that's at the timeline. It works uh, out, uh, and he does. The, he he has like this great ex-con slash mobster vibe. To be honest, I've seen shades. Uh, like the way he carries himself, reminded me like James Gandolfini, like
1: mm-hmm. a
0: bit like Tony Soprano, where he's obviously confident, but when he gets put under pressure, flustered. he gets really flat, and he's like. When I get pushed, they like, didn't even fucking push me. I was really waiting for like Tarantino to sneak in the line, it would be a bit obvious, but uh, like, you won't like me when I'm angry. Because uh, he almost said something <coughs> to that, he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck he just pulls out the gun and shoots a uh, fucking twice in this like, in the stomach or yeah. something. Like it's great, there's even shades, uh, fucking, oh no, what's his name? Cape Fear. Oh, no way. No, Max kiddy. Aye, like, because he's getting ready for that fucking, mm. uh, the drop. He's combed his hair back and it's Aye. all slicked. I think it was just with sweat or, or grease or anything, but when he's in the clothes store, he's got all the hair slicked back and he's like, yeah. fucking, there's, there's fucking Max.
2: Yeah, and I mean, like it's kind of like a, like, obviously the first, before the third act, obviously, mm-hmm. like, this was obviously a much different role for Bob De Niro because he kind of played a bit more, like, laid back, wasn't really angry, he was just kind of, talking away, getting stoned. Yep. And, yeah, it, and yeah, then, uh, obviously, like, the third that is true, like, both the uh, Nero material. Exactly. Where he just gets riled up.
0: And you could tell, like, that character, Melanie makes it obvious, like, he probably wasn't a good bank robber. Yeah. This is how, like, he ended up in jail. And then he's here, and he's getting so flustered, and he's getting, like, couldn't he find a car? And, he just didn't work well under pressure, so, well, see, he looks the part, I think when it comes to it, the boy can't handle the pressure. Yeah. So, he obviously fucked up the bank robbery and got done for it. And this wasn't going too right, but I think he was that keen to fucking impress Ordell. Yeah. But, saying that, he was, I think he, he just preferred getting stoned, did he?
2: Yeah, and I mean, I think, one of the like, one of the nice wee bits is like, I like the fact that like when he's at um, Simone's house, yeah, he seems so giddy in that fucking like oh, all his his chair. The,
0: the fucking Supremes. He looked like fucking Silent Bob, with, like <laughs> big wide eyes, a smiling face, and she's sitting fucking stripping for him. <laughs> I like how Ordell's already familiar with the routine. Yeah. So oh yeah, she's doing that shit you she's taking her clothes off, it's like. Yeah, it's good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you coming for it? No, I've already caught that show before. That's all right. Aye. <laughs> do you
0: want to talk a little bit about Michael Keaton? Ah, yeah. Let's fire on. I mean, I feel he's got a soft spot for Jackie too. Ah, yeah, you kind of get that wee... A wee dinner date. And he always seems to play good cop with her. Yeah. I do love that scene where they are going through the envelope of cash. And he's putting it out. And he's he is no, he is definitely playing good cop in comparison to the other dudes aye but it's that great reaction when they pull out the bag of coke and even Jackie's like what the fuck is that
1: aye like
0: ding jail time (laughs) but he has like Jackie's best interests at heart aye like he wants her to work with him they want to fucking nail Ordell but he wants to fucking help Jackie in any way possible eh? aye like he's always like comes across as really sympathetic to her and I just think he's he's a bit like Max. I think he just has a soft spot for her. Now you didn't get too much time on because no, you didn't get a lot of time They're always kind of hiding behind the scenes, or when they're doing like the trial drop. Aye, it's always him and his fucking his partner standing like two tables back, and where they not just like standing with fucking chewing chewing on just going Yeah, looking around with their fucking shades on, <laughs> not blending in subtly yeah. at all.
2: And I mean, obviously, like the you go. There's once again like, like actors that kind of disappear after either, then they come right back into like big films. Like That's like Michael Keaton, obviously. Like we grew up with like his interpretation of Batman. Exactly. And then obviously try to think of any other really Beetlejuice as well. Aye, of course. And I really didn't think I, I can't really think of any other falls, bigger film.
0: Aye, it kind of falls off the radar. Other than Jack Frost, maybe yeah. a snowman. <laughs> every Christmas that fucking when that shows up on like now TV or Netflix, it's fucking on in the house. I just see that fucking snowman run across like a fucking hot parking lot. In his mm-hmm. But I do like Michael Keaton's probably got a huge body of work, but yeah, it wasn't. He does get these great resurgences, and it seems to happen every few years because we've had Jackie Brown. Well, so that might have not made him huge again, but it was great to see that he was yeah. still there. But then the whole thing in the last few years... Yeah, with Birdman. Went, exactly. Birdman, and then he got to do uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Aye. The Founder.
2: Something. And he was in that, um, that reboot of Robocop as well.
0: Ah, yes. Which
2: had Sam Jackson as well.
0: Exactly. Aye. Now,
2: let's have I a... I mean, obviously... I mean, we could say it all night and rattle right our fucking... Characters and mm-hmm. that, but like, the soundtrack's always a big thing in this film.
0: Yes, fucking yes.
2: And I mean, it, it kind
0: of is like a black film. Totally, and all well, that's I think when people try to put themes on Tarantino films, like Kill Bill, obviously his his affection for Asian cinema. Yeah. Um, the same goes like, for Django,
2: like a western. Exactly. Um hateful way it's like, like a murder a, mystery
0: yeah. what else? Pulp fiction is I like think of what you could class as but Yeah, and then obviously
2: and Glorious is his war film.
0: Exactly. So they like to put labels on it. So seeing Jackie Brown and the fact that you've got Pam Greer as your leading lady and I I guess prior to watching you would just probably assume it's maybe set in the seventies but it's not yeah. it's like I think they put it down. It's nineteen ninety five. That's yeah. Saying. And I mean, also you see, like,
2: say, like tape players still in cars and all, and mm-hmm. Obviously, Max Cherry buys like cassettes and stuff. Obviously, it has a heavy seventies influence. it. Like and
0: it is. It's one of these films where music has a, a big part to play in it. Like the fucking the opening to that Bobby Womack eh, across hundred tenth Street is. Iconic. You mentioned yourself yeah. like, that that songs used in so many films. Where it's either 110th Street, I guess, has been used in fucking several films. Aye. But I do love, like I think we've mentioned it already. But when Jackie introduces Max to the Delphonics,
1: yeah,
0: and he's like, "Man, this is a good song. This is really good." And then, of course, cuts to him. And like, I just love how this, it's just the show of his thumb rolling doing all the fucking rolls of cassette tapes to the Delph- Delphonics Picks up in his car playing it fucking singing along to it. And I and think they,
2: they must play that same song
0: about three, four times in the film. Definitely. And there's that great moment where Ordell gets in a car with him and the music starts playing he's like you're listening to the Delphonics? Yeah. And like, yeah, it's good. And it's like he like, almost appreciates it a little bit more. Yeah. It's like, your taste in music, son, is impressive. Like, And it's just like how... like Just fucking one track, and it, it, it's, it carries for Jackie to fucking Max. Yeah. And so you've got between that and all the fucking songs like that, uh, that Street Life one. Ah. Uh. But it is like how we talk about films like Baby Driver are great examples of how movies like work their soundtrack into it so well Tarantino's another one of these directors yeah. that do so well with the soundtracks and films right, think you know like he's like the soundtrack for pop fiction is fucking
2: tons of heavy hitters exactly
0: Um the, the, the super sounds of the 70s for the reservoir dogs exactly I, I eventually fucking got that that fucking vinyl myself oh did you and I picked up when I was away at Edinburgh Film Festival ah, Yeah. aye they had a, a silly deal on where it was It was like £12 if you bought anything else in the store, or £21 on its own. So I bought like a 5 £6 Blu-ray that'd be me to get, and then just got a big fucking discount on the Reservoir Dog yeah. final. Yeah, I, I'm sure, like, I, I'd imagine that most film buffs all have, like, Tarantino soundtracks. Yeah. Because, but, it's... it's soundtracks of films always happen to be so fucking good.
2: Uh, like, and then obviously... I think, after this, I think, obviously, he done, uh, he done Kill Bill after this. Yep. And I think that's when he started using Ennio Morricone.
0: That's it. I He's
2: composing it and obviously, like, we can do, listen to a lot of his stuff as well. And I think I've got, like, I think there's a playlist on my Spotify where it's, like, Tarantino, like, tracks, and it's all, like, all the Ennio Morricone scores for, like, Inglorious Django, Kill Bill, fucking, The Thing. Hateful Eight I think as well exactly so
0: that like I, I would be I've, I've not looked at my iTunes account for a little while but I'd, I'd be surprised to see how many times I've actually listened to the soundtrack to the Hateful Eight uh, like there's just so many like I just leave those songs on my phone and when it's on shuffle when it comes on I just deborah uh, it. I think I think
2: I'm, I'm quite preferential with uh, fucking Inglorious like, I just like the, wee, like the wee the beat I, I can't remember how it
0: goes like that. Like I know, I, I could play it in my head but I'm not going to yeah. try and mime it but uh, it's the soundtracks to his films, like when he started doing the fucking original scores or at least having Ennio Morricone do them
1: Yeah,
0: it's like he's upped his game the execution of the final act yeah I, I was, honestly I was blown away when I saw it the first time just how smooth it happens like the, the trial run was good in itself yeah like the whole bag switch and I think everyone watching it probably just assumed that it was at Sharonda yeah. or, or Simone. That was the woman that was dancing to the Supremes, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, no. The young lassie went no, off in the first that. bag. She was It was the fact that was the woman that was dancing to the Supremes was the woman that had the real bag of money. Yeah. Like the older woman who asked for the time and you didn't know there was a second switch and it's when she lifted the bag up and... And so I do remember Michael Keaton's description. is like, it's a white bag. No, no, it's like it's a purple bag. He's like, no, it's a white bag. Okay, white bag, purple image of a, a really attractive woman. <laughs> and they look at him like, really? Well, that's the details you're going to take? And it's like, with pink writing. And that's it. And when you see the third woman with the bag, and you're like, it's a double switch. Because you just assume uh, Charonda, Jackie's what with Sharonda. And then you're you're too busy watching Sharonda walk away, you didn't know that Sharonda swapped with fucking Simone. Yeah. And you're like, that's clever. I like, just seeing how it all works, So it's like, this is, it's so fucking smart and then to do them, to take it to the next level, mm. to then do it in a, like a dressing room. Yeah. Because the first uh, perspective you get from is Jackie's.
2: Ah, because you get,
0: ser- you get several. Ah, you get Jackie, you get Melanie, and, and then you get Max. A, yeah, Max. Aye. I, I was When watching it, I could have swore we had like a fourth one like if it was uh, Michael Keaton's, but obviously it didn't happen. Um, it was just me thinking shit up. Yeah. But I do love how it starts off and it tells you what time they get there. Yeah. Like, if anything, Max was the most prepared. He gets there like four minutes past four. <sighs> whereas fucking Melanie's like half an hour late and I do love uh, Jackie Brown's one where she goes in gets a suit she's talking with the girls having a good time and she does the exchange but it's when she comes out she's so panicked and she's a bit running at the store she's paying for it and you're kind of thinking like, what's going why she's been such a cool character all throughout why is she so fucking panicky uh. And it's no one until she runs into like the food court and starts fucking screaming for like the FBI guys to come yeah. out and starts saying, oh, she's run off with the money. And like, oh, she's next level smart. She's already thinking, she's going for the fucking Oscar here. Mm. and She's already like played it in her head saying, right, Melanie's got the money. I'm going to come out, how am I going to act if Melanie's running and stole the money? Of course I'm going to look so fucking distracted. So... The second she leaves the dressing room, she is already playing her next character, mm. like a woman that she's had fucking half a half a million stolen off of her. Yeah. And I love how like that was such a big decoy as well. Where? Uh, let me get this right. The FBI were aware of an ex- a deal being made for fifty thousands. Yeah. Uh, Ordale was doing an exchange of half a million and fifty thousands. Yeah. And then. She just fucking give it to fifty thousand. Do do. Aye, tucks away the fucking extra half a million dollars, puts that in the bag for fucking Max to pick up later. Mm-hmm. And just the whole execution of how that works it is so fucking well done.
1: Yeah.
0: Like just the thing where she leaves and says, oh wait, aye, looks like somebody's left a bag of beach towels. Leaves it yeah. at that. And it's no until you get fucking Max walking over later. Saying, yeah. So, there you go. Uh, my, my wife's left some tiles, and the last oh, I just go take them. And he gets. And there's always part of me that watches like, where does it go wrong? When yeah, because
2: I, I was expecting, like, Ordell or something to, like, somehow be in the, like, changing room or something.
0: I expect him to be in the fucking car park, like, when Max is mm. going back to his car with the bag. I honestly was expecting somebody to shell him right. over and turn around and get fucking shot in the stomach. Yeah. Like, you're just, like, these you're watching a film and these films never have a happy ending there's always something they get so close to getting away with it, then something fucking horrible happens yeah but when she runs it and the fucking clock changes well the clock changes back to the uh, Melanie's side exactly and it's, it's just so fucking clever and I love how panicked they are we've kind of touched on it briefly but when she gets there and she manages to fucking put uh, Lewis in his place, mm. where I'll just talk loud in the shop, like, stop grabbing me. And like, just like a sign of domestic abuse uh. that will go on anyone's radar. Like, they need to just fucking shout fire. You could just mention, get your hands off me. Uh. And all they will be looking in that direction. So he's so quick to fucking just look at a suit. He's like, just, just go get it done. Just please, just go.
1: Yeah.
0: And. I like how Jackie leaves, like, put a wee cherry on top.
1: He's uh-huh. like,
0: booyah! And they, uh, they're looking out for us sisters. And, of course, it's not until you hear the Nick. No. I keep forgetting Michael Keaton's character name. Oh, Ray. Aye, Ray. Uh, Nick's his surname, Nicolette. Um, Ray saying that they find fucking Melanie's body in Shad's. Like ten thousand tucked in her fucking shorts. Ah,
1: uh-huh.
0: that was the fucking cherry on top. It's when Ordell counts it later and said, like, "There's only there's fucking there's forty in here. Yeah. Where's the rest? There should be fucking half a million and 50. And you're like forty, because I was expecting to say forty, but of course, fucking, she gave away fucking ten to Melanie. Yeah. So like, th- it's funny because it, the way they do it, the maths works. Because oh, of course there'd be a whole fucking slew of like continuity errors, and yeah. people would pick up on that shit. I mean, what's your, your take on the third act, if you are? Um,
2: I, I, I think, obviously, this time is obviously when I, like, properly, like... I appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it and, like, was paying more attention to it. And, obviously, you get each, like, perspective. hmm and, and, I mean, I think uh, I quite like the wee, like, riff that fucking um had with Lewis. Aye. And i thinking, like, p- like, playing in that movie, like it was Lewis that, like, fucking stole the money and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, and then, obviously, you can't wait to of mine, fucking Rodella, isn't it? You can how close he was with Lewis.
0: Aye, and you can tell Anki actually was genuinely fucking hurt to find out that Melanie was killed. Yeah. Like, whilst he was fucking really tight with Lewis, the fact that he shot her, and he just, like... Because he just kept mentioning it, like, my little surfer girl.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, whilst she, she was a fucking big pain in his ass, Anki did have a, a genuine soft spot for her. Yeah. So fucking pulling the trigger on Lewis was probably yeah. made a wee bit easier. Hmm. Max, oh, well, it said Max was like, just, just like calm, eh? like it just... he just, just went, had a wee look at some clothes and that's it. He's, he mentions that he catches the eye of Lewis and he kind of just like, even then he's still cool as fuck. Just kind of gives him a wee signal. He's like, how you doing, Chief? Goes back to looking at Clay's, so waiting for my missus because there, there was like a, one of the last season the shop was trying to help him aye. out why are you here and he's like oh, I'm just, just yeah. killing time waiting for the missus
2: and then obviously fucking Odell kind of clicks and like like you Lewis see mentioned. Max
0: Cherry and you don't think to fucking tell me that aye aye because he's fucking livid and like he's like that, I think that is reason enough for him to fucking kill Lewis and like yeah. that really was enough to fucking push him over the edge and yeah bad enough I think mean, Melanie killed but the fact that you saw fucking Max Cherry, and you didn't think anything suspicious that was fucking happening. Yeah. So. I
2: and then obviously it's it, obviously you think that, um, that Jack is going to get a come comeuppance, but then again, Jack is also one step ahead of fucking Ordeal.
0: Because mm-hmm. that's it. All outside it, the whole drop. Once it's done, it all falls back onto the setting. Uh, Max as bail bonds. Yeah. Try picture in my head because I remember who was sitting in it. Was it Jackie sitting at the Jackie desk? Jackie was
2: sitting at the desk with the lights yeah. off.
0: Aye, waiting for a fucking...
2: Yeah.
0: For a fucking Ordell to show up. Yeah. Wait, how fucking funny is it that... The whole... i just clicked with the, Jackie sitting with the lights off. Yeah. To have Ordell killed, whereas Ordell started sitting switching off the lights to kill Jackie.
2: Yeah.
0: It's funny though.
2: You don't notice that?
0: No, I never... like. That did not click until we said it. It's just now like, that makes so much fucking sense. And it, it's, it's like a whole total, like full circle. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> okay. I, I, that's me just being impressed on another, another level now. Um, But I, the whole thing where she's like, he's got a gun. And then of course the fucking FBI jump at the back.
2: Yeah.
0: Fucking fires because and
2: she shouts that he's got a gun. Yeah. And like, they just, they, they didn't even care. They is.
0: don't stop the question. Fucking, it was like three shots or something, wasn't uh, two it? Two or it, three shots, uh, yeah. it It's just that great shot of fucking Ordeal on the ground, miff open, at the fucking, his yelly suit, fucking big red streaks across it.
2: And then sudden it just cuts to the whole...
0: It's like, the, it's almost like the next day, yeah. Like uh, she's off Max a chance to leave with her, hmm. start this new life because he talked about he was he's. She gave him the opportunity to how how do you like feel about fucking taking a bag like half a million dollars and yeah. getting the hell out of here, but there's just something about that he's like you he just kind of quit the job, eh?
2: yeah, because obviously he's on the phone talking to somebody about uh, a bond, Aye, and then like, the, the car the kind of, and she was driving away, and it kind, of, kind of has that look, where it's kind of said, "I should really be there." Exactly. And then obviously it ends, eh? Mm-hmm. The the hard the hard part for me was I couldn't really think anybody who steals it.
0: I know. Part of me is like, "It's Pam. It's Pam film." <laughs> yeah. Like
2: it's
0: it's it's her film to steal. Yeah. I Max. mean,
2: Sam Jackson's been Sam Jackson anyway, so, I mean, he's like, he's like that in every film.
0: Aye. I, I did think Max Cherry, but I think it's just because it's the first time I got to see Max Cherry yeah. in such a big role. Well, uh, Robert Forster. Um, Michael Keaton doesn't get enough screen time to really nah, steal it. it. So it, it I think it's It's Aye, fucking, it's Pam. Pam. Or, uh, it's our
2: film to take. Just because, obviously, like, you think she's the underling, and she's actually kind of like the one that's actually uh, one step ahead of all the, the time
0: the comparison to her for the start of the film to the end like when she's getting chewed out by the cops so you're not really a trailblazer are you uh. never set the world on fire until the point where she's fucking <laughs> driving off into the sunset with half a million yeah and Nibdi's chasing her yeah uh. I mean rewatchability. well it, it's not a bad film yeah it's actually a really good film but it is two and a half hours.
2: Ah, it's two and a half hours. And I mean, it does, uh, it has a lot to take in.
0: Mm-hmm. It's one of those things, like, if it if it's on TV and it's already started, you'd probably just watch it for the third act. Yeah. Like if it, Even if it's halfway through, like you can watch what's happening anyway. Yeah. But just to see how that third act plays out probably always will continue to impress me. Maybe even if, in a sense, like, I'll go down the route for, in preparation for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, if I want to kind of just fire through his films in a week. Yeah. That would probably be the next time. Yeah. The next time I would probably sit through it. But, I think it's time for, for some, I think, budget.
2: trivia. Aye. Star of with have got some trivia here for it. Cool. Uh, the White... Honda Civic that Jackie drives. Yes. He, uh, was the exact same one that Butch used to run down Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction.
0: Alright. So, well, as in just the same mother car or the same car?
2: No, I'm sure in the tribunals, I'm sure it was the exact same car. Alright. But I'm assuming if it was the exact same car, it probably would have done a lot of work because it did look kind of banged up when it crashed into the. Oh, of the course wall. It would. Exactly. Budget? What you reckon the budget was for this?
0: (sighs) Try to think, because it's nineties. I I reckon we give them about thirty to play with.
2: A nice wee twelve million.
0: Fucking hell! I wonder that that has to be maybe more than Pulp Fiction.
2: Yeah, probably more than Pulp Fiction, more than Reservoir Dogs. Aye, aye. This is is probably his most expensive film at the time.
0: Yeah. Aye.
2: Um, do you reckon it made its money back?
0: Oh, that's, I definitely. I've had like a. Now bear budget. in mind
2: the release date on this was Christmas. It ah,
0: came, it came I, at Christmas So that looked, makes sense. When I looked
2: at the release date, it was around Christmas time it got released.
0: I shared an image this morning about it was uh, like a. It was that was like a t-shirt design, um, but when I was going through the Jackie Brown image search. It uh, come up and say, Mama's got a new bag this Christmas. Yeah. And it said Jackie ah, that Brown. Was the, that was
2: the tagline for it, aye. Aye, so... Um, that makes sense. Domestically, it took 39 million. Okay. And... Um, foreign, it took... 35.7 million. So, overall, 74.7. Decent. So, it made, like, seven times as money back.
1: Aye.
0: So, fucking, no complaints, I guess... Yeah. Was it Weinstein's that did this one? Uh aye. 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 I wonder if you get like future releases of these films now if that, that those bits are just trimmed off at the start. Uh, we'll just, just not just, mention just why, just why?
2: I wonder what the, I wonder what the new ones
0: would oh, be like. That's it, I guess. Oh, is it's just another studio that off? Uh. But I can't remember if the Weinstein produced the Hateful Eight or not. I don't know. That's. Just from all curiosity, because I aye, TWC the Weinstein Company. Aye, yeah. they're not making films anymore. So, I, so that was trivia. Budget and box office. I, I guess it's time for one-star reviews. I'm assuming there's a couple. Not as much as I expected. No, like legit ones, or. Ah, and there's a little mixture. Um, there's something funny here. I'm going to have to read a few of them out, but it'll make sense in the end. Now, Jackie Brown has 196 reviews on Amazon. Five are one-star reviews. We talk about one-star reviews on our podcast as a cheeky wee plug to our Amazon shop link on filmsandswearing.com. If you go to filmsandswearing.com and click on the Amazon link and do your shopping as normal you get your Amazon shopping and we get a small percentage of what you spend that day. So it is the quickest and easiest way at no extra cost to support films and swearing. Eureka and Arrow have just announced a whole new rake of fucking DVDs and Blu-rays. So if you want to order yourself a wee copy of Night at the Creeps or fucking the Project A box set, go to filmsandswearing.com first, click on Amazon link, treat yourself to some fucking films and help us out at the same time.
1: Yeah.
0: So, our first review, Don't Bother, by Chikandri. That's the only way I can pronounce that. Uh-huh. Chikandri. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you the date, 29th of March, 2005. uh uh-huh. I own and love Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Kale Bell, this is something I won't be adding to my collection. It's just boring. Uh. Nothing happens. You wait and wait for two and a half hours for some action, but it never comes. It's, it's sometimes a little humorous, but that's it. Samuel L. Jackson is great and really reminds me of his slick, sleek character in Pulp Fiction. That's the only reason i bothered watching this to the end. One scene, they're sat at a table in some house talking. The next scene, they're in a cafe, sat at a table talking. And scene after that, they're talking. It's all talking. Sorry, Quentin, but it's a thumbs down for me. Second review. Surely this price is a joke by Amazon customer. Uh, £400. I'm sorry, what? End of review. All right. So, obviously, somebody just looked at the price of, so adding some fucking copies signed in the blood of Quentin Tarantino oh, I was going to say yes. aye, it's it's signed and... in the blood of Bowen Livingston <laughs> aye fucking blood splattered edition now our next review Tarantino's worst film yes by Chikandry February 2006 this motherfucker's written two one star reviews <laughs> a year apart uh... and for some reason he did not like, it's a complete legit review again so this cunt's fucking fine. And is, it, is that the same review? Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs and Kill Bill, all quality films worth watching over and over. But Jackie Brown was a major letdown. There is little on-screen violence, which isn't a bad thing. However, it's a change from Quentin Tarantino's usual lash-outs of extreme and graphic brutality. The storyline is great, but the film never really gets going. It is far, far too long. It could have been over and done with in under two hours, but for some reason, it drags on and on for more than two and a half. I found none of the characters appealing and find it hard to relate to any of them. And frankly, I don't give a damn what happened to any of them. And that goes for the money too. Why, Tarantino? Why, oh why? So, do Why Why, 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 oh why leave two reviews? Exactly, a year apart. Did you fucking forget in- uh, Watch it again, and then felt you had to share opinion again, completely different from your opinion the year before. So, aye, this this one person left two legit one star reviews.
1: Yeah.
0: So uh, as soon as I noticed that, I was like, I need to include both of these. This chicanery is a fucking mystery to me. Yeah. So, aye, the only reason I put that fucking four hundred pound one in there was just to kind of break the two chicaneries up.
2: Now see. The first review about the talking and the talking and the talking, Aye. that reminded me of IMD, the IMDb yes, review uh, that I read of... Oh, In Yeah, uh, where it's, it's a scene
0: at a table, yeah. we're talking. Next scene, they're underground having a drink at a table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, as soon as I was saying that out loud, it's like, could this be the same button? Yeah. Uh, so... Next time on Films and Swear Movie Podcast, we climb into 1998 with <sighs> The Big Lebowski.
2: Fuck it, I was in high school at that time.
0: Aye. So, it's time to get reacquainted with the dude. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Bridges.
2: This will be the only, si- this will be the second time I've actually seen this. Aye. I've only ever watched it full all the way through once.
0: Aye, I might so, be about half a dozen times now. So, I I'm looking forward to watching that again. I'm not sure if, like, trips to, like, Lebowski's in Edinburgh accounts. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's on, the, it's on the
2: screen, but you kinda do the class it is. <laughs> like, do you sit for a whole two hours, like, licking the board of your burger while, like, sipping, like, the last wee bits of fucking your white Russian through a straw?
0: I I, I did. I've, I've, I have a book in the house. I stole their, their white Russian cocktail menu. I did plan on sort of like taking them off as I go through them, but I was fucking forgetting. I ended up just getting uh, the same fucking like white Russian. I mean, I
2: there. white Russians just sound really uh, like disappealing to me. If if I liked them, I maybe would have made a couple for next week. all uh,
0: right it was it's like fucking vodka and milk. Uh,
2: no, I Things mean like
0: I'm Kahlua and yeah. some sort of coffee liqueur and aye. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to support. Films and swearing on Patreon. Their website address is patreon.com forward slash FAS podcast. Uh, it's the easiest way to get full access to exclusive and ex- extended podcasts. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow, oh, I'll end Sean Connery for a second there. <laughs> I, was that, oh, a sh- I was having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Social media. You could follow us at FAS podcast on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram. Eh, come on, let's pull let's up a wee Jackie Brown for our exit. Okay, so shout-outs to Paul Loudon for our artwork, David Lopan for our regular theme music, eh, shout-outs to Max, Carol, Kenny and Stu for subscribing on Patreon, and of course Magic Mike for helping yeah. us review tonight, and you, the listener, for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, get the fuck out of my trunk. Tune in next week.